Africa Update on SAFM Sunrise, a continental overview of current African affairs. Morning, Advocate Mantula. We start out this morning in Sudan, where more than 90 Sudanese have fled to Chad uh, due to the ongoing fighting between the two generals in Khartoum. Um, that's, that's, that's quite a lot of Sudanese people that have fled. Does Chad have the capacity to receive that many refugees? Refreshing morning, Oliver and Jumbo Africa to our listeners coming from Arusha on the eve of Africa Liberation Day. And as you know, talking about Sudan, it has been an ongoing conflict. Talking about refugees and the capacities, what the United Nations have been pleading in terms of uh, funding. They have appealed for $3 billion to help millions of uh, Sudanese who are fleeing to both uh, Chad, Central African Republic, Egypt, Ethiopia, and the South Sudan. Remember that whenever you have conflict, you'll always have what we call the IDPs, internally displaced people or persons and refugees. So this is taking the toll now on the conflict. And as you are talking about Chad, they are going through the rainy season soon now, because once we have those challenges, we have to have the makeshift camps. So the war in Khartoum or the military uh, uh, impasse between the two generals is causing a humanitarian crisis. Also, how to deal with this 90,000 uh, refugees who are already fleeing to Chad Jamena. Yeah, and out in Nigeria, it really is the end for President Buhari as the Navy held its last parade for him. That's quite true. We know that the Jagaban Polotinuba will be inaugurated next week on the 29th of May, despite the presidential electoral dispute that was lost last month. Now, as we are talking about the Navy, uh, yesterday it was the last parade for the outgoing President uh, Muhammadu Buhari, but he also um, thanked the Navy for also dealing with the issues of fighting against the theft of the oil that was taking place uh, in the uh, many, uh, one can say, oceans or, or rivers of Nigeria, Lagos, Abuja. And as you know, the issues of piracy that has been going on in 2022, he has been talking about it, but he thanked uh, those uh, Navy members. And as we said, it was the last parade. We will be waiting next week to give an update on the inauguration of Bola Tinuba, the Jagaban. Yeah, and out in Ethiopia, thousands of Tigrayans want to come back home and they're calling for the withdrawal of invading forces. You know, when you look at the uh, Ethiopian-Tigray conflict that started two years ago, and you remember that there was a truce or a peace agreement signed in Ouartambo, uh, South Africa, uh, Dirko offices. Uh, what has happened yesterday in Mekele, they were shouting for stopping for the ongoing genocide and with their placards and saying that they want to return home uh, before the farming season gets underway. Remember, most of them uh, went exiled to different areas, and also they were blaming the Eritrean army for being part of this uh, invading forces. So as they were asking for them to return home, I picked up also that the interim uh, regional administrator, Getechewa Reda, was saying that his authority is committed to ensure that those who have been exiled, they will return home. Remember, it's part of the peace deal that was signed that they will slowly integrate uh, Ethiopians who went exiled to neighboring countries and also the regions that were affected in Ethiopia. So Oliver, things of Ethiopian Tigray, they're not ending. It's still part of the yeah. process of uh, manifesting the peace process.
You know, I was I was in Ethiopia a couple of years ago when the first flight between Eritrea and Ethiopia once again resumed. And I was at the airport inadvertently and I witnessed so many families just cry because for the first time they were able to hug their relatives again. But Eritrea, 30 years of bitter independence for the diaspora after May 1993 the referendum that was supported by the United Nations. Yeah, remember, Oliver, as you talk about Africa Month, also the month of May is important for the Eritreans as they were uh, reflecting on their secession or what we call uh, coming from Ethiopia in, in the early 90s and 1993 being that culmination of the referendum that was supported by the United Nations. So diaspora Eritreans have also fled their country during that time, uh, claiming that the current leaders in Eritrea are not giving them a space to engage the issues of media freedom, uh, the issues around also uh, how to deal with the challenges of Eritreans back at home. And as you know, uh, those Eritreans uh, were also part of the conflict that happened in terms of the secession. So the 30 years of the independence, some of them, they don't see it being uh, of any yeah. use, even if there are many celebrations that have been planned in Asmara uh, this week. And as I said to you, this is Africa Liberation uh, Day week. And many African countries, they are reflecting on their independence. Do they have a meaning? Hence, their theme this year is around heroic achievements rooted in united ranks. Yeah, and it was on this day in 1976 when Soweto students refused to return to school uh, before the Soweto uprising of June 16. Oliver, when you look back at our story here, I thought this is a turning point actually that led to the 1976, June 16, that we know it as Soweto uprising, not only to youth day, but to uprising by young students, many students who went to exile, who, who came back and were fighting for this use of Africans as a medium of instruction. And as I said to you, as you are celebrating Africa Month, you are going to the Soweto Youth Month. It is important also to reflect that most of those young people came to exile in Tanzania, went to exile in Zambia and Zimbabwe. Oliver Asante Sana, as we are coming to you live in Arusha. I had a rain yesterday, great rain in Tanzania. And I'm still enjoying uh, Arusha, Tanzania, the city Fantastic. of agreements. Asante Sana. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Really, really do appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of that, we speak to Dr. Nicholas Crisp, uh, the Deputy Director General uh, at the Department of Health. More than 7 million Pfizer vaccines have just expired.